What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More, Sell More podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Burlingame, joined as always by my favorite co-host, uh, other than my other podcast. <laughs> I love all the co-hosts, but this is Joe Marcou. He's my favorite. Hey! I'm the favorite co-host in the sales-related podcast. That's okay, because <laughs> let me tell you, brother, I have a passion for fishing. So you know that about me. I can't yeah. wait for you to come up. We can do some walleye. We can do some oh, musky. Yeah. We can do some smallmouth bass. You can show me stuff regarding bass, and I can show you stuff about walleye, and then we'll just have a, a blast. However, as far as sales is concerned, we are the dynamic duo, and we're happy to have everybody listening in. Let's get you guys cranked up, because Jeff has put together this incredible podcast for us today and i'm letting him run with it i'm just going to be throwing in the commentary he's written something really cool so if you guys are interested in figuring out what the top five problems are as far as an entrepreneur related to sales listen in this is going to be a great show uh, I'm stoked for this one, you guys. And it took me all of five minutes to write this episode, honestly. <laughs> that is because you're experienced. I know. I was I was just thinking, I was like, let's do a top five episode because, you know, countdowns are fun. And, uh, you know, at the same time, I was thinking like, okay, what are the top five problems that all entrepreneurs have when it pertains to selling, right? Or sales and marketing, really. Uh, ultimately, like the revenue driving engine of your entrepreneurial machine. This is what really is the lifeblood of your business. What are the top five problems? And, you know, having been in the industry for 15 years and like dealt with all this stuff myself through my own businesses, it was kind of a no brainer. It literally took me five minutes to knock this out. So here we go. What are the top five problems? I'm going to list them because that'll help carry us into, you know, the story time uh, and the big question, the big ask that we have every single episode. Uh, but first, before I do that, if you guys like the content, be sure to subscribe, drop us a five star on any podcasting platform you're listening to. We really appreciate that. I think Spotify just added the ability to do ratings. So you guys help us, you help get the show out there. And again, share it with anybody who deals with sales at all, like at all, if they're an entrepreneur, or if they just work for a company, it doesn't matter if they sell to make money this can help them guarantee everybody sells to make money even if you yeah. don't think that you're selling you're selling if you're mm -hmm. in if you're going to be interviewing for a job guess what you're having to influence people to yeah. want to buy you and so one of the things that a lot of people forget is that persuasion and influence does not have to be manipulation and if you're an entrepreneur and you're growing a business, whether you're under a million dollars or you're getting to $3 million, or even if you're at that 30 plus million dollar mark, the skills that we talk about on this show are going to help you. And sometimes it's, damn it, that's a good reminder or holy crap, I got to do that. That's why we want to help more so you can sell more. Yeah. And even if you just want to win arguments in your marriage, you know, this will be helpful for you. <laughs> and it works. It absolutely it really does. If you acknowledge, <laughs> you can just diffuse the whole situation. Amazing. Acknowledge, ask a question. It's, it's, it is, it is so amazing. And I use it all the time. <laughs> dude, I can tell you, uh, date night was, was last night. Of course, this is on a Monday. So date, oh. date night, we're recording this on a Friday. Date <laughs> night was last night. Went out, my, my wife, Shauna and I went out for some amazing tie and she's, she's, she's involved in a, in a business herself and she's actually getting some sales training within the dojo. And what's interesting is now that she's learning all of this, she's mm -hmm. grasping the concepts and she's going, I know how you're doing this now. I know, I know what exactly you're what you're doing to us right now at dinner. And I'm like, isn't that great? Can you tell what I'm doing even right now as I'm asking you this question? And she's like, this is brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Yes. 
I love it. All right. So let's get into the top five problems here, you guys. So first, number one, this, this is the, the thing that drives me the most crazy, if I'm honest. It's that most entrepreneurs, salespeople in general, they don't track their metrics, their sales metrics. And the funny thing is that it's often because they overcomplicate metric tracking. And Joe is holding up, if you guys watch this on YouTube, a clicker, you hear just it? a simple, simple counting device, right? That's an example of tracking your metrics. It's literally just, I tell people to tally, use a tally system, right? Little, little marks. That's all you got to do. And there's really, there's, uh, you know, maybe four or five numbers that are important to me that I look at. If I, if I'm diving into a business with an entrepreneur and I say like, Hey, let, let's rip this thing apart. Let's figure out what's, uh, what we can do for you and how we can get you the best results. The first thing I ask is like, I need these four numbers. How many leads are you getting per month? How many of them set an appointment with you? Therefore go through either like your clarity call, discovery call, whatever you call it. Uh, your ride, whatever you want to call it. Yep. yep. If you do a free trial, whatever that is, right? I need those stages. How many people make it to this stage, this stage, this stage, and then to close, right? So how many set that appointment? How many show up for those appointments? So show is a very important metric most people miss out on. It's like, yeah. oh, I book every lead that comes through the system. Oh, cool. Well, that's how great. many of them actually show, show up, up to do the appointment? 20%. Okay, well, that's a major problem, right? Because realistically, you should be able to set about, if you're going to the right audience, you should be setting about 80% of the leads that come through your system. Therefore, also, you should be seeing 80% of those leads show up, assuming 20% of those leads have something come up in life in general, just something yep. happened, no big deal, right? 80% should show. And how many should you close? Joe, what's a good closing percentage that we try to get people in the dojo, for example? For, for us, quite honestly, the, the closing percentage is 66%. I know a lot mm -hmm. of people that are having in, in masterminds or in coaching programs, they're happy with 30%. I don't think that's acceptable. I think that's a significant mm -hmm. amount of work for people. So I like to say, hey, you know what? If you're getting two thirds, you're doing good. And there's still room for improvement. Because the fact is, if you're getting at a 66% closing ratio, you're doing great. And you don't have to work as hard mm -hmm. in terms of, more lead gen, more spending money on marketing and more, you know, show because what Jeff just went over guys is lead, set, show, close. Those four basics. It, it. And what's amazing is people go, yeah, I'm doing great. And then, okay, it, it, even if you're an army of one, if you're a solopreneur, mm -hmm. if you don't know these basics, you cannot optimize your sales system. So when you optimize your selling process and you know your lead, set, show, close, Wow. Because then as a solopreneur, when you get to that point where I'm at 66% or more, you can then teach someone to do sales mm -hmm. for you, or you can teach someone to do lead gen for you. You could teach someone and then you, it allows you to step away from the, the everyday and you can scale. Everybody wants to scale. It's a, such a popular word. Listen, until you have your sales system optimized, which means how do you deal with people? How are you, which questions are you asking? What are you, what's your closing ratio? Are you good at handling objections? Once you've got that optimized, then you can scale. You can't start scaling before then. Yeah, exactly. Imagine trying to train salespeople when you yourself are closing at 20%. Yeah, and or less, or yeah. less. Yeah, I, there, there's exactly. some businesses, Jeff, that come into the, that come in to, you know, whether it's in hmm. the dojo or they're going into early sales. Yeah. I have some people in the bicycle industry, they close five out of a hundred on the first visit. 
And there and 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 because the industry is so flooded with the demand, the market is good. You can suck at sales because yep. you know they've got a lot of oysters to shuck. The yep. problem is, is that every market has an up and a down. And I'll tell you what, it's gonna because drop. Of course it's going to drop because social distance, distancing is is already we're getting to a point where things starting to reopen so suddenly yeah. gyms are reopening fitness equipment you know like all of that's happening and so people are going to say yeah you know what I don't need a bike I could go do something else now yeah. so it, it you're going to have to be better your your offer is either going to have to be awesome or your level of persuasion and ability to sell mm-hmm. that's going to be the critical component because you know online sales click and order it more than ever is coming on and so now if you have a brick and mortar retail store you better know what the hell you're doing and how to persuade people otherwise you're in for a heap of pain closing at five percent is insanely unacceptable and then imagine you know those we know not even imagine this is reality those stores are hiring people and then who's training those people the owner who closes five for a hundred which is an absolute uh, unacceptable mess. So, you know, we aim obviously to help with that. Um, (laughs) What we look at too is, you know, potentially like a bonus fifth number here would be your conversion percentage, which is of the leads that you bring in, not, not, you know, butts on bikes as, as Joe is referring to, which is what he lovingly named this, which is like a sales appointment for those bike stores, but you know, not just the people who show because a show to close percentage will always be higher than a lead conversion percentage. Correct. So we're talking about take your lead number divided by your close, right? That's your uh, conversion percentage. So how many of those leads are you actually converting? Meaning they made it through your full sales funnel, your pipeline. Yeah. Uh, that is a huge telling number. So whenever I work with a business owner or an entrepreneur, I am looking at diagnosing their sales funnel. And most of the time, they have none of those numbers. What's our favorite thing to hear, Joe? Uh, yeah. Hey, so how many, how many like sales would you say you're closing? Oh, I mean, if they show up, they buy. That's my favorite line. Yeah. Hands or down, favorite uh, line. Even, even, even better. And I appreciate where that you're coming from with that, Jeff. How yeah. about the, um, you know, and I like to ask it. So out of a hundred people that come and talk to you. And again, yeah. I totally agree that not everybody's buying on the first visit. So let me preface it out of a hundred people that come and come and visit you, whether it's online, you're doing it as a coach or you have a call, you might have a one or two call strategy. Nonetheless, out of 100, how many people buy from you? And I get the, mm, it's around, probably, I think it's, around. you know what the answer maybe. is? Then you don't know. Yeah. I think you don't know. around, it's okay. probably, it's okay to say, like, like, because if you can measure it and you know the number, then you can grow mm-hmm. it. If you're telling me that, eh, I think, and so like it, it, these vague things aren't acceptable yeah. as an entrepreneur. They're just not. Yeah, it, it, the, yeah, and exactly like we're, we're beating this one to death again, because it's something we're really passionate about, because this is the one key component here that prevents you from even knowing you have a problem. Yeah. Like you're just going to wake up one day and be like, I'm not happy with our revenue numbers. What am I going to do to fix it? Well, you don't even know what problem yeah. you have. And, I need and more leads. I need more leads. I need exactly. more leads. No, you don't. Exactly. No, you don't. Like you are literally just pouring more leads into a, a leaky sieve. They're just yeah. falling out the bottom. You are losing opportunities. You are losing cash hand over fist. You are yeah. losing so much cash if you don't know these numbers. So, you know, for, this is why this is point number one, you guys. This is problem numero uno, most important thing. If you don't track your metrics, you start there. 
start there. Don't invest in marketing companies. Don't invest in leads uh, systems and things like that. Don't don't even pay us a sales company until you track that freaking number. Because if yeah. you have that number and you get on a call with me, I know that I can diagnose your sales funnel. We can determine exactly, we can pinpoint exactly where you need to do your most work to be the most effective, to get the best results. Like that is a key component here. So metrics, 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 please, please, please track your yep. metrics. Next up, Going along with metrics, but moving back to the marketing side of things, this has to pertain to leads. People don't know where their leads come from and they don't know how to control lead flow. Essentially, it's just up to the ebbs and flow of the great wide ocean of leads. We're yep. all just at the mercy of the leads goddesses, right? So it's <laughs> literally just like, oh, please bring us some leads. And I deal with this with like gym owners, for example. and. You know, you and I, Joe, we we really work heavily with a lot of fitness coaches and fitness entrepreneurs. So with gym owners, for example, they'll say like, oh, you know, CrossFit, January is a bad month for CrossFit. It's good for Globo gyms. They're going to get their leads. I'll get mine in February, March. It's just, a, it's just a slow month. You know, it is what it is. Like the funny, sad thing, actually, it's, it's really more sad, is that when you have a slow month, that's actually on you. It's, it's not yeah. an environmental thing. It's not. There is no such thing as a slow month unless you do nothing. Unless you do nothing. There yeah. are easy ways that you can control the flow of leads. I think of it this way. You're going to have the quote unquote natural ebbs and flows of leads where it's like people want to do stuff to get fit for summer, for example, or there's the New Year's resolution kick or you Back know it's slower school. around the holidays like yep. whatever so so take that stuff out of the picture right that's going to happen the way it happens those are just organic leads that just show up in your system don't ever yep. count on those they just happen if they're up they're up if they're down they're down okay but what do you do to control that well we've talked about this in previous episodes marketing is a game of having more pokers in the fire i personally love to see a business having four major lead pipelines four, right? One will be in not counting the natural flow of leads. That is not a pipeline. That is you at the mercy of the leads goddesses, yeah. right? So, you know, one would be just social media posting, posting organic content that is valuable. Easiest thing to do, you minimum, you need to post one thing a day, minimum, bare minimum. I want you to post twice a day, ideally yeah. morning, evening, that would be the best. This is just to have a foundational piece so that when people find you as a business, they're like, oh, cool. They make stuff, right? <laughs> like you produce content. I know you are, you're open. You yeah. exist. If your last post on Facebook was two and a half years ago, I'm going to go ahead and assume you ain't open no more. You're out. Right? See That's ya. not a place. So number one, social media, organic content. Number two would be potentially uh, doing some paid content or uh, paid advertising, paid right? Yeah. So paid ads are just easy to do. Unfortunately, too many people make that their one and only pipeline. That's not okay. Look what happened to Facebook recently. They lost $328 billion in potential ad revenue. Advertisers are pulling out left and right. Uh, <laughs> privacy policies due to Apple are causing targeting issues for ads. If you solely relied on Facebook ads, you are in dire straits in, right now, my friend. You're in deep doo-doo now, baby. That is why it's only one of four pipelines you should really have. So have Facebook ads. Even have Google ads. Experiment. Get outside the box. Sure. Facebook. Facebook's not the only place to advertise. No. Please, please, please don't, don't pay for a coupon book. 
don't do print ads. It's just not a thing in 2022. Depends. It and and you know what? I'll 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 argue that in the sense that it depends on who your 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 target audience is because there are our target audience. If you are our target audience, when we're talking like Jeff and I, we help. Um, Yeah, print ain't gonna help you. And the other thing with with certain ads is and and it depends on on people here. Like print ads can mm-hmm. sometimes be a detriment one of the th- if you guys are interested we have something that we can give to you absolutely free just reach out to us you can mm-hmm. you know comment on comment or or reach out to us in our in our help more sell more facebook group we will give you absolutely free something that we call the dm tracker it's your daily metrics tracker mm-hmm. one question that you should be asking everybody is hey how do you hear about us and then you can use this free tool that we'll give you so you can measure the metrics we'll give it to you free all you gotta do is ask there's no yep. we're not trying to sell you anything we just we're here to help you we want After you to track stuff <laughs> yeah but th- that that covers the main point here that i was going to come back to you which is like they don't know where those leads come from That's and it. you never will unless you ask so it's like well i'm posting every day on instagram but i don't think it's doing any anything for me like oh cool well have you asked any of your leads if they came in because they saw you on instagram no Okay, uh, so what dumb. are we talking about then, right? <laughs> you know, and, and, and again, yeah. like, I, I, I apologize if this comes across as like, you know, we're pummeling you in, in a corner here. We're not trying to do that. We want you to recognize that, you know, the first thing you got to do is you got to recognize like, am, is what I'm, I'm doing working? Am I wasting my time? The last thing we want you guys to do is waste your time, waste your hard earned money on things that don't work that don't work. Like we want you to save more money. We want you to save more people. We want you to help more people, right? And have more freedom in the process. Have more freedom in the process. Yeah. So what are the two other things in the marketing side, Jeff? Yeah. So once we have the social media side covered, right? So you got social media and then you're doing paid ads of some sort. That's fantastic. And, And by the way, with print ads, you know, like Joe was saying, you know, if it makes sense for your business, like your business, uh, or that industry largely exists in in print, and you're still doing that. Cool. There's also e uh, e magazines. Like you can always be a part of those, basically for free. You can send blog posts into any any news organization for free, and they mm. will probably put you in it. They'll probably yeah. do it. Um, so I, I did that a lot as a CrossFit gym. There was a, a Box Pro magazine, is a CrossFit magazine that they would just reach out and be like, "You want to be in the magazine this month?" And I'd be like, "Yep." And then I would just do a story and it would get us attention. So, you know, go for the free stuff or do a press release. Press releases are absolutely free and news organizations are always looking for stories. So just reach out. I mean, I know it feels like a cold call. It is, but it's easier than you think. They're looking for your business. Now, uh, beyond that, other pipelines that we need to focus on would be organic. I'm going to go back to the easiest one that everybody overlooks. And Joe loves this one. It's referral marketing. Uh referrals, my friends, all you have to do is ask. That's the crazy secret to referrals. Nobody does it because they're afraid of being told, no, I will not give you a referral. And we no for now. Exactly. But, but in the SOS dojo, like we have a way of handling, like, I won't give you a testimonial. I won't give you a referral. So if you're in there, like you get it, we acknowledge, we ask questions, we get to the point and we end up getting those testimonials and referrals more times than not. More and time, if not, I was going to say 100, percent but not. It, it's it's more it's times 60, than not. Yeah, oh, 66 percent of the time. If we say most yeah. times, if somebody is, is going to resist you to give you a referral, we could we could change their mind, or we can do yeah. it in such a way where you know what they're going to be like, oh yeah, you know what, I'll do it, and they'll do it willingly. Yeah, 
That's the beauty or, of it. Or we'll solve a customer service problem, Absolutely. which is retention. It's a double uh -huh. whammy, right? Yeah. Uh, so my, my fourth one, and you'll notice three out of the four here are completely organic, which means free, which means they only cost you time, energy, and effort, which will be paid back tenfold if you invest in the right places. My fourth one is my favorite that nobody ever does, and it's super easy. It's local area networking. That's it. Yeah. Call local businesses. I like to make a tiered list. Okay, so hear me out, guys. There's three tiers in this list. Number one tier is who has a synergistic relationship to what you do. In other words, they're not a direct competitor. Okay, so if I'm a CrossFit gym, I'm not going to network with a local CrossFit gym. I want to keep good relationships. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not trying to get their leads and vice versa. That doesn't make any sense. You know, if we have a good relationship, what that means for me ultimately is if I'm on the other side of town and this gym has, you know, somebody who cancels their membership and they're moving to the other side of town and we have a good relationship, they're going to point them in my direction. That's fair. But we're not going to have a direct referral network. What I'm talking about here is if you own a gym, if you, this is just an example for the fitness industry, you're looking for something that synergistically helps your clients. Examples would be chiropractors, massage therapists, uh, like a vitamin shop or like a supplement store, uh, you know, a healthy shake shop, healthier restaurants that have like a nice uh, healthy menu on there. Um, you can literally work, I've done this a million times, you can work with a restaurant and you can get them to put your name and logo next to the healthy menu items. Yep. Here's an example. Uh, the gym I used to own in Grand Rapids, now owned by my two buddies, Mike and Bobby, uh, is called Friction Grand Rapids. Like an example would be you pair up with a, a restaurant and it'll say friction approved uh, health menu. Nice. And it's going to have your name and logo on it. And you yep. know how hard that is? Not at all. Like you just call them, get a meeting with them, sit down with them, chat for a little bit. Uh, my secret to engaging in these networking, uh, you know, meetings is, is this, you just call them on a non busy time of day. So like Tuesday, 10am for a restaurant is perfect. Tuesday, 10am, I give you a shout. Hey, just wanted you to know, uh, my name is Jeff. I'm a local business owner here. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just, uh, I I've been to your restaurant before. Love the food was wondering if we could chat business owner to business owner. That's it. That's yeah. it. it. It's a super easy cold call. It's almost like a lukewarm call. Then you schedule a meeting, sit down with them, buy them coffee or something. Just spend the money, do the thing. Oh you my buy God, them coffee. Yeah, you say, hey, wh what do you think about doing something like this? And it could start as simple as like, I'll share your post on social media. You share mine, vice versa. You know, And then you could get into like, you know what? What if we had you guys cater our next event? And then, hey, you guys got a healthy menu item, right? Like you have a few of them. Okay, cool. Like, do you put any logos next to them? What if I paid the print cost to add our logo next to them or just get stickers to stick them on there? And we did like a healthy menu approved by Friction Grand Rapids. How's that sound? Yeah. You know, like, it's easier to get that stuff, get those deals done than you guys think. So, And, um, and then on top of everything else, Jeff, what that really does is that it's mm -hmm. like, so what that's going to do is I'm going to encourage my members to come visit your place because it's friction approved. So it's yep. going to help drive. So if we could, so, so what's the sales question? So how's business? Okay. So would you like to get, be able to get more traffic based on referrals? So if we were able to be able to have menu items on your menu that I would approve, wouldn't it be logical that I would send my members to your place? Because my members are looking to lose weight. 
and I don't want them to go and you know get poutine and and creamy sauces. I, what I want is, although it's delicious, I want, uh, that. I, 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 I want them to be able to get items where they can still go out and they don't have to really think about it and they're friction approved. Doesn't yeah. that make sense? So what, you know, what's the win, what's the loss for this person? Literally nothing. Zero. It's win-win. Like you pay for the stickers. Like it's literally just, no you brainer. pay the sticker cost, you put them on there and vice versa. You could, I've done this at my gym. You can sell them a banner to put up at your gym or your business. Restaurants do this. They have those placemats. They have all the businesses on it. Like there's easy collabs like that, that are yeah. low cost. Um, I had a restaurant by my gym actually, where you could, you could buy coffee mugs and drop them off there. And they would like serve coffee in your business's mug. Yeah. Like just, it, it, you know, I, and I get, it's kind of like print advertising, but like it can work because it's a local Absolutely. ad thing. Right. And it, this is this is this problem that I have with a lot of entrepreneurs. They're not willing to take these. You know, the, these are the things that you do once, and they they pay dividends forever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a big like, reward on this. And huge. the other, you know, just to just to wrap on this point here, um, you know, the uh, again, we gave you like four major pipelines that need to be happening for leads, so you can control lead flow even during slow months. Like this is not going to be seasonal if you have four of these leads pipelines constantly flowing, my guys. Like. The, the thing is with uh, the, the co-branding, I, I was supposed to give you three tiers. I got two more, don't worry. So that, that first tier is the most synergistic, right? So for a gym owner, for example, and I want you guys thinking in your own industry, in your own space here, uh, for a gym owner, though, it'd be like the chiropractors, massage, physical therapists. For those, a great connection is just go talk to them. Hey, I've got clients, they work out. Sometimes they don't feel so great. I'll send them to you. And when your clients feel better, you send them to me so I can get them right. stronger, right? It's a perfect synergistic relationship. So if you're not connecting and you're a gym owner right now or a personal trainer or a fitness coach of some sort, you're missing out right there. Uh, even if you're online in the online space, absolutely find you know somebody in their local area. Hey, where are you at? Oh, you got an Arosti PT right next to you. Let me set you up, right? And then you call that PT. Like you can do this remotely or locally. It's totally fine, but it's perfect opportunity. So and make that connection. And there's something to be said for all of you online fitness coaches that are listening. This is so important because mm -hmm. even if you're dealing with a client across the country, it's, you know, Google's your friend. You could do a search engine and just, okay, wh wh what are some of the resources locally? Because it's easy to just pick up the phone or book a call with somebody and have that same synergistic yep. experience even if you're an online coach, we've got people that are online coaches within the dojo where guess what? They're based out of Chicago and they've got contacts in LA. It's easy mm -hmm. to do, right? It, it's the it's best easy to do. thing to do. You, I think of Michelle Ricketts, who's a, who's a, who, who's got her own little mastermind for entrepreneurs. And she's got this package of when you sign up for her mastermind, she's got this package of $800 worth of value that it's available globally. Yeah. So you can, and, and she's not, it doesn't cost her anything. These are synergistic partners that she's been able to deal with once and they give it all away. It's, I mean, the opportunities are there. Yeah. Yep. hundred uh, percent. So the, the next tier you guys would actually be uh, the people, you know, right? So the next tier to connect with or network with is like your clients. I mean, how many of them own a business in the fitness world? It was often, the majority of them, they, they like were entrepreneurs high up in a business, maybe, you know, you know, high tier manager or something like that, maybe even CEO. 
so, you know, if you have people that are paying for your service, there's a chance that they're involved in or maybe own a business. So you can just ask them, just, hey, you know, what, what if we work together? Right. And yeah. it might not be a perfect synergistic relationship, but you have rapport and trust with that person already. So you got the KLT, they know, like, and trust you. So they're more likely to be an easy bridge to, you know, uh, to drop, to connect the two services and have that awesome network. So I'd go this there. Top five, this top five list, Jeff, is so huge because there's sub lists within each. We could have yeah. easily said the next five episodes are based on this top five list and, and because I'm, I'm watching the time and I'm going, holy crap. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff here, man. This is beyond our standard episode. Uh, we're we're going to continue on with this list once I wrap up these tiers. And uh, yeah, we, we may have to go in more depth. I, I can say hands down, without a doubt, this is probably the most valuable episode that we've dropped. So if you guys, if you're listening to this, listen to it twice, three times, maybe five times. Um, so the last tier, you guys, is one that uh, Joe actually introduced me to. And it, it used to be something different. It was like, where do you go for business? Which is definitely not a bad idea. So if you want to add a fourth tier, you, if you even get that far, you can do that. But the third tier that I like is joint venture partnerships. So what if you had somebody who, you know, maybe was somewhat in the competitive space, maybe synergistic, somewhere in that gray area, but they dealt with the same clients you deal with. Who's your better avatar? if it's better if it's synergy, but if you guys have the same avatar and we find this out through talking, like just talk to them. I mean, Joe and I make connections. We talk to friends, coworkers, uh, you know, coaches of ours, mentors of ours, and we find out like, hey, a lot of my people are your people. Isn't that crazy? What if we did this, right? So like, I know That's it doesn't crazy. Ex- isn't that crazy? Uh, it doesn't exactly happen like that, but you guys get the idea. So then we establish a line like, look, I understand you've done the work, you've paid the marketing, you've invested and you've gotten these people to come to you. And I respect that. What if we did this? What if we could help these people more by having them work with both our organizations to make this better, to make this sweeter? What if I paid you to send them over to me? Like yeah. literally just a commission. Here's a commission. Here's a bonus of some sort. You can come up with it yourselves, but like 10, 20, 30%, whatever. Like, yes, it's cash up front, but that's a front end revenue cut. So that means that if that person comes to you and you pay for them up front, like you lose a little bit of your profit margin. However, long term, the assumption would be that person stays with you long term. So the lifetime yeah. value of this new client you've acquired is probably cheaper than paying for tons of Facebook ads. Well, and, and that's the other part of it. The question that you have to ask yourself when you look at doing a joint venture is when you when you speak to the person that you're considering doing the joint venture with, the question is, do you see value in what I do? If they answer yes, then your foot's in the door. Then it's, mm-hmm. can you see the value for your customers with what I do, which does not compete with you? If the answer is yes, then the next thing is, wouldn't it be cool if you made money when your customers bought what I had? How do you do that? Then you sit down and you talk, the, then you talk it through. And you can negotiate. And I'll tell you what, the, the question about joint ventures that Jeff brings up, it's, it's, if you're going to just give away one or 2%, good luck. It's not going to happen. The question that I have for you, the listener is this, are you spending money on ads and what is your ROI? If you've got something that's working and you've got a compelling offer, great. If you're looking to network 
and really grow your brand, your personal word of mouth brand, a great way to do it is like an affiliate program or a, which is which is not the same as a joint venture. Joint mm-hmm. ventures, you, you tend to have to give a little bit more up front. The benefit, though, is that you have somebody who might have a level of notoriety or celebrity who, again, they have to believe in what you're offering. So when mm-hmm. you get people, and in our world, right, I mean, I have no problem telling people that there are certain ce- celebrity coaches that they know what we do. And mm-hmm. they've, they've said firsthand, hey, you know what, I'm going to help promote this. And I'd love to be a joint venture partner. And we're like, yep. great, let's do it. Uh, and we do have some. I mean, yep. so yeah, it's costing us a little bit. The fact is, though, we don't get a warm lead. We get hot leads. Like this yeah. is, it's basically the, the, so what it does for us as a joint venture partnership is it time collapses everything. Mm-hmm. So I want to be clear for us, what's in it for us is it takes away a certain level of work. It takes away the yep. time, which is important. And then because a joint venture partner comes in, what it does is it bypasses a level of our sales department, which of course, you know, the, the cost to us, the sales department may not necessarily love it. It, it in a sense that that person may not be getting the commission because the joint venture partner is doing the sale for us. So it's a laydown. Yeah. Love it. And then, yeah, the affiliate program is a fantastic option as well. So if the joint venture makes the most sense for those with a, an air of celebrity uh, so that they feel they are valued, right? That, that'll yep. always work for them. An affiliate program or even just a referral bonus could be a simple thing you could do for your own clients. Say, hey, if you bring me somebody, I'll give you 10% commission. Like, that's totally fine. Makes my job easy. And then, uh, you know, with the affiliate program, you can say like, hey, if you want to refer people from your business to our business, we'll give you 10%. It's like the lower And give them this link. Yeah. Or or maybe you work out something in perpetuity. There's a million ways that you guys can split this. The point is, look out, seek out those opportunities and always be thinking in your head, like, could I partner with this person? Because again, how many leads pipelines do you have? Because if I have four, five, six, seven, guess what? I never have a slow month. I don't care about seasonality because it doesn't affect me because I've yeah. got enough leads pipelines going. So and think, right. and think outside the box. Think outside yeah. the box. I mean, if you who, is there a company out there that, that sells paddle boards and mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a fitness professional, they're not a competitor. They're somebody who, tell you what, anybody who's into health, being healthy, fit, looking good, they don't want to look like you know the, the, the Stay Puft Marshmallow guy on top of a paddle board. They want right. to look good on the paddleboard. So guess what? You talk yeah. to the paddleboard people who are, you know, and there's people that do yoga on paddleboards and whatnot. Like this is the opportunity. There's, there is a synergy that exists and most people aren't thinking like this. And you're right, Jeff, like this is an episode where it's like, holy crap, there's another idea. There's another idea. There's another idea. And, and to that point, we're going to make this a two-part episode. I just decided. So there's still, <laughs> there's still three points to go, man. We're still at, you know, yeah. other, or three problems to go with. We've only covered two of the top problems for entrepreneurs with sales and marketing. Yeah. So we're, we're going to delve into the third one here a little bit, and I'm going to save some of that for next time. So it'd be like Love two it. and a half problems and then two yep. and a half problems. So episode 23, we'll cover the rest of the problems that we already uh, kind of mentioned out loud to you guys. Well, actually, I don't even think we got through them. So we'll just save them. It'll be a secret for you guys. Love it. Uh, so, you know, yeah, just, just to wrap up on like, you know, leads, you need to know where they come from. So ask, keep tally. Uh, how did you hear about us? That kind of thing. And, you know, you need to be able to control lead flow. So have more leads pipelines. It's that simple. 
And I'll leave you with this on that. I learned more in two years of running a fishing podcast and fishing YouTube channel about networking than I did in six years in business and business mentorship. Uh, it, it was so simple once I figured it out that you could just talk to companies, like literally take your favorite product, whatever that company is, there's a way you could reach out to them. There's a way you can connect. And I have literally cold called, cold emailed tons of companies, my favorite fishing products. And now I get paid by some of them to make content. And a lot of them send me tons of, of gear. Like for example, Akuma Fishing is not a small fishing brand by any means, but somehow we got connected just reached out to them. I was like, Hey, like I, I heard some of my buddies fish your products and I guess you sponsor them. I'm wondering what that looks like. The conversation, the dialogue just started like that. And it. now they send me like six grand in, in fishing retail every year. Dude, sign That's me it. up. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't pay for fishing rods and reels. Can you guys imagine if you didn't have to pay for certain product or service that you're using or you're utilizing at all times anyways? It's yeah. as simple as just reaching out. So there's different yeah. ways to get value. It's not always about direct revenue. Sometimes there's a return on investment of time through you know just your daily life. Maybe um, I, I've seen fishing channels do this, and I'm going to work on it too. But like get a truck lease paid off. Yep. Like literally, you get a free lease. So you just get a, a Chevy Silverado that you just get to rock all the time, and you don't pay for. Like if what if your phone coach. bill was covered? Yeah, if you're yeah. a fitness coach, you can get your phone covered. You can get internet you could get truck supplements supplements you should be getting those for free clothing you you partner up with a lululemon or something like come on these opportunities exist and some people are taking advantage of them but Big not time. nearly enough yeah. so let's wrap on that Let, let's just we'll, we'll we'll take a little bite out of problem number three okay we'll save the meat and potatoes of it for next episode but here's problem number three this is actually this is why it's got to be split because this is a huge problem that joe and i are spending hours and hours on right now uh, for our own businesses, okay? It is that your product offering or your service offering is lame. Your offer is lame and it blends in with the crowd. Again, yep. this isn't a pointing fingers game. This isn't a let's beat you up game. I literally want you thinking about this. Like think about your offer. What is your offer right now? How does it, how is it different from three of your neighboring competitors, right? How is it different from different competitors in your space? Let's say you're online. So if you're an online fitness coach, what's your offer? Tell me it. It should be one sentence. First of all, it should be clean, cut, one sentence, full of value to the yep. brim with value that offer. And if you guys want an example, uh, Joe and I uh, have, have been reading this book <laughs> that we've been yep. diving into. So we'll share a book that we've been reading. It's $100 million offers. It's by Alex Hermazi, right? And you know, in that book, it really forces you to uh, to in, in you know dive in feet first on your offer and say like does this suck is my offer garbage and it probably is because ours was right yep. like Joe and I yep. we were beating our heads against the wall like I feel like we could do better with this yeah so, you gotta have a is the offer so good that people feel stupid saying no exactly that's really the key. And, and if it's and, not that, and, then your offer is lame. <laughs> and we were just, we, and I'll tell you, over the last couple of weeks, I've, I've been in conversation uh, with a variety of different business owners at mm -hmm. different levels. And I'm talking, never mind six figure or seven figure, I'm talking eight figure. I just had a conversation with a nine figure business owner yesterday, and they are a, uh, 
they're they're a large company in the fitness industry and they just they just had a mastermind of their own people so mm -hmm. they spent a weekend rejigging their offer based on this book yeah. so it just gives you a sense of and and I'll and I'll drop I'll, I'll again I just had a conversation with Bryce Henson yesterday I mean Bryce is the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp and he and I were just discussing some things and it was just interesting to hear him say yeah Joe have you ever heard of of Alex Hermosi and I'm like hundred million dollar offers. I'm reading the book for a second time. And then he cracked up laughing. He goes, yeah, back in November, we had a group. So it was interesting. Like the group, this yeah. is a company that's a nine figure company. I mean, like they're yeah. huge and they're, so you got to learn, you got to take from, you know, success leaves clues. Right. And so yeah. no matter how you might feel about Alex Hermosi, you, you can like him or not the book is great it's a great yeah. book because it's making us at least for jeff and i it's really making us think and when i'm hearing a guy like bryce henson or craig ballantyne or vince del Monte or bedros koulian who's part of you know who's the founder of fit body Bootcamp, and these guys are taking the same information to heart mm -hmm. and they're putting it and they're applying it this and regardless of what industry you're in you know, obviously jeff yeah. and i have an affinity towards the fitness industry i don't care what industry you're in You've got to rethink how am I setting myself apart because not everybody's going to pick up that book and not everybody's going to apply. Even if they read it, they're not going to necessarily apply. And that's the thing. Knowledge is like paint. It only works when it's applied. Yeah, 100%. So we're, we're going to kind of break down what you should be looking for in your offer. Uh, we're not going to give you the Cliff's Notes of Alex Ramazzi's book. You should no, just go, go buy the book. It. Just go get the book and read it. Um, so we'll, we'll dive into that on the next episode. But what I want you guys, what we want to leave you on for today uh, was really a lot of metrics, right? The first two problems are really metrics based. And why? Why? Because you need to understand that you have a problem and you can't understand that you have a problem unless you understand the diagnostics. So you have to dive into your business. You have to tally that up. If you haven't tracked these metrics yet, just start today. Like it's not that hard. Just start today. If, if you do anything, if you take any action from today, other than the millions of points we threw at you, we understand that too many, you know, action points can lead to inaction. We understand yep. that. So if you do anything from today, if you're not tracking metrics right now, please do, please start doing that. And I know we did this early on in the podcast and we're going to do it later on in the podcast because we're going to hit metrics over and over again, because it's one of the most important things that you can do because you otherwise don't understand you can't control your business if you don't know your metrics you can't control it imagine driving a car down the road and not know not having a speedometer what if, what if you didn't have a speedometer i have no idea i'd be going fast yeah joe how I many mean, i'm going fast enough as it is <laughs> exactly like if I, I nobody can just know how fast they're going i don't care you, you say you can whatever so joe's driving like kilometers an hour and i'm at miles per hour but uh yeah, so i'm going you, 110 and you're going 65 it's exactly. the same. Dude, as soon as I, I went to Canada the other weekend and I saw the speed limit was like 120, I was like, whoa. And then I remembered <laughs> those kilometers. Uh, but yeah, like if you don't have a speedometer, you don't know how fast you're going, man. If you don't have a GPS and you don't know where you're going, you're not going to get there. You no need way. to track metrics. So let's leave you with that. Anything you can do after today, start tracking metrics. Know where your leads come from. Know how to control them through pipelines. And then know your main sales metrics. Leads, set, show, close, maybe conversion percentage as well is helpful. All right, you guys. This episode.
Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. So just take advantage of whatever you can. Thank you guys so much for watching today and listening. My dog is barking outside of my office right now, so I'm going to let him in in a minute. But yeah, we'll be back next week. As always, bright and early on your Monday morning, you should be listening to this as you roll into the office so that you can make some sales and help more people. We love you guys. Drop us a five-star review and subscribe to the show, and we'll see you on the next episode. Shaz, take us out.